Welcome back to This Is True. We decided to drop two episodes this week, so lucky for y'all. Um, we're just trying to get some extra episodes in. This episode may be a little bit shorter, I'm not sure. I, I just have one topic I want to talk about, and when I'm done, that's really all I have. So we'll see, we'll see how long it goes. But today's big topic is, it's going to be my mock draft for the top 10 picks for the 2023 season, the 2023 NFL draft. Obviously, this is not going to be accurate. Um, this is just who I think will be taken, or in some cases, who I think should be taken. Um, also, to make it less complicated, I'm not going to be doing any trades inside of the top 10. I think we could see some trades on draft day or on the days leading up to the draft, but it's it's so hard to predict that. And for the sake of easiness, for just for this, we're just going to be sticking to the current order in the top 10. So... All right, here we go. This is the official This Is True 2023 NFL Mock Draft. Uh, drum roll, please. Um, you know, you need the the, dun -dun -dun -dun, the the bell sound that plays before Roger Goodell goes up. We need that. So, With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Listen. In previous episodes, I've spoke the praises of Bryce Young. I still have concerns about his size, but I think overall, he is the safest choice at quarterback, and that's who the Panthers are going to pick. I've read reports saying that they're debating between him and Anthony Richardson, and at the end of the day, I think they're going to have to go with a more proven option in Bryce Young. He's a proven winner. He can make the big-time plays. Carolina needs to make sure they get him some protection and shore up that offensive line because of Young's size. They need to avoid him getting banged up as much as possible just for the future of the franchise. But I do believe that at the end of the day, when the smoke settles, we will see Bryce Young taken at number one. And of all my picks in the top ten, this is the one that I honestly feel the most confident about. And I could be totally wrong because I'd probably shoot myself in the foot by saying that. But I really feel confident that Bryce Young is going to be taken number one. On to number two, with the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Will Anderson, Edge, Alabama. I, I have the Texans skipping taking a quarterback this year. Look, with the roster they have, I, I think they should wait a year and get some more pieces and then draft a young guy next year, especially since this year there's not really a clear-cut, surefire pick at the quarterback position. Next year, there's some just some extremely good prospects coming out of college. And if I was the Texans, I, I would wait and see what happens next year and use this year to prepare for that. Um, Will Anderson is the closest thing, as I've said in previous episodes of This Is True, he's the closest thing to a sure thing in this draft. I, I think he'll drastically improve their defense and just be good like get, rushing the quarterback, get some good pass rush and just be a good building block for this team moving forward. And we'll have two Alabama two Alabama players going, number one and number two, just impressive, just another notch in Nick Saban's belt, honestly. With the third pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Jalen Carter, defensive lineman, UGA. Look, the Cardinals, they don't need a quarterback. They have Kyler Murray. They need to build their defense. And with Will Anderson gone, I, th I think they'll end up going with Jalen Carter. Um, I, I don't think the character issues that he appears to have will be enough to deter them from picking him. Um, they can take him, 
put him on their defense, and I think he can be one of the pieces that can help pull the Cardinals out of the drain because they're really just going downhill the last couple seasons. Um, They have the pieces. They have the quarterback. They have the receivers. They've lost some pieces on their defense this offseason, especially with, like, J.J. Watt retiring. If if they pick Jalen Carter, they they replace those pieces they lost. He's already shown throughout his college career he's just an incredible player and make a huge difference. In, on a defense, and I think he can really drastically improve their defense. On to the fourth pick. Um, with the fourth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. I, I, like I said, I've said in previous episodes, while I think that both Richardson and Will Levis are, are vastly overrated, I, I think at least one of them will end up getting drafted high. And I think the Colts are going to be the first team to take that big swing and take him with their fourth pick, with the fourth pick. It, it, it feels like the Colts have just been a quarterback away for the last three or four years. Ever since Andrew Luck retired, it feels like all they need is that one piece and they'll be legitimate contenders in the AFC. Can Anthony Richardson be that piece? I'm not sure, personally. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think the Colts take a big swing and take him and hopefully secure their quarterback of the future. But l- let's be honest, like they, like I said, they're one piece away. Do we really think Anthony Richardson is better than Phillip Rivers? Is he better than Jacoby Brissett? I'm not sure. I, I don't think he is. I really don't. Um, and I, I don't think he's going to be that piece that the Colts need, but I think that they're going to feel like they have to take that big swing and take him. With the fifth pick, the Seattle Seahawks select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. I think the Seahawks are getting an absolute steal here at number five. I think if this actually plays out like this, they will be extremely lucky. Did the Seahawks just pay Geno Smith? Yeah, they did. But is is he really a legitimate long-term solution? No, I, I don't think he is. But think about it. They take C.J., let him sit for two years behind Geno Smith, learn the system, allow him to develop, I think it could work out extremely well for both parties, both Stroud and the Seahawks, while letting Geno Smith play. If Stroud is still available at five, which, honestly, if this is a mock draft, I would be shocked if C.J. Stroud is still available in, in reality at the fifth pick. But if he is, I would most definitely take him if I was the Seahawks. Uh, he's too good of a player to pass up on. He is a legitimate franchise quarterback, and I really think that if he's available, the Seahawks should take him. With the sixth pick, the uh, Detroit Lions, they're going to select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Um, news is coming out that the Lions are trading their former third overall pick, cornerback Jeff Okuda, which it's odd that they would trade him so early into his career, even though he's not shown a, a whole lot on tape. But that being said, they're going to need to shore up that position, and there, there's like several extremely good cornerbacks coming out in this year's draft. Um, I, I believe, though, that they will select Devin Witherspoon of those cornerbacks. He, in my opinion, is the best the, the best cornerback coming out in this year's draft class. He has great speed. He's extremely good at anticipating where the ball is going to be and where the ball is. And he's just going to be a great addition to that back end of the Lions defense as they try to make that fight to uh, make the playoffs this coming season. I, I think Motor City Dan Campbell, their head coach, I, I think he just gets another piece on his defense. I, I feel really good about the Lions this year going into this season. I think that they have a legitimate 
chance to contend for that NFC North um, with the Vikings, with the Packers. I think they are a legitimate contender and could really make a good playoff push and at least get a wild card spot. And I think this is just one more piece added to that puzzle that helps push them over the edge for making the playoffs and becoming contenders. With the seventh pick in this year's draft, the Las Vegas, Ra the Las Vegas Raiders select Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Do I think Levis should be drafted this high? Uh, no, I don't, once again. But I, th I think the Raiders feel like they, they have to make a move at quarterback. They got rid of Derek Carr. They signed Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy G, as much as I love Jimmy G, he has such a good-looking dude, honestly. Like, you know, he's, he's a, looks like a model that he wins 70% of the games that he starts. He just, he just already, he's a nice guy. It appears like teammates appear to just really like him. He's just a great dude. But he has this history of being hurt. So I, I don't believe, and I don't think the Raiders believe, that he's the legitimate long-term solution at that position. Like Seattle, I think they should take him and let him and, and let their, their young rookie prospects sit behind their starter, Jimmy G in this case, and just let him learn for a couple of years. Or, or in, 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 with the case of Jimmy G, like it could be like six games and he has to come in. Who knows? I... I, I don't think that they should take a quarterback this high, period. I, I, I think they have other needs. The Raiders have other needs. But I just have a feeling that this is going to happen. I, I'm, I'm really actually really curious to see what the Raiders do here with this pick. I'm curious to see if I'm correct. Do they take a quarterback? Do they take this quarterback? I, I think the Raiders are going to feel like they need to make a big swing. And the upside potential in their eyes with Will Levis is going to be just too big for them to pass up. And they're going to feel like they have to take him. Um, although, like I said, I, mayonnaise in the coffee is not going to be enough to be a good NFL quarterback. So I do not think this is a smart move on the part of the Raiders. But it's in my mock draft, it's what I have happening. On to number eight. With the eighth pick, I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech. Um, look, the, the Falcons have struggled on the defensive line for the last four to five years. I don't think they've finished... Like they've been in the bottom ten in sacks since I want to say it was like 2017, 2018. Like the year after they made the Super Bowl, I mean they've just been atrocious on the deep line. Well, while I don't think that any of their quarterbacks on the roster are the long term solution, it appears that they're going to go with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter for this year for that at that position. So that leaves the door open for them to improve their defense in this draft since they're not going to be selecting a quarterback. It appears. Um, Tyree Wilson is a great building block on that. He's just going to greatly improve the, the edge of that defensive line and just pro pro ugh, provide some much-needed pass rush. Ninth pick. I have the Chicago Bears selecting Peter... I'm going to butcher this last name. Peter Skoranowski. I, I've, I've struggled saying this name all season. All season. All offseason when, when I'm talking about him. I... I S-K-O-R-O-N-S-K-I. The offensive tackle from Northwestern, that guy. Um, they have to, the, the Bears have to get some protection for Justin Fields. It's hard to tell if Justin Fields can play at the NFL at the NFL level, but we definitely won't able definitely won't be able to tell if he's constantly running for his life. 
they, they, they have to get him some protection, folks. Like, they really do. And who better than the kid who played his college career in Chicago, who played for Northwestern, not far away. Um, he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. He, he, can, he can help give Justin Fields the protection that he needs. And I believe that he's the biggest need that the Bears have is, like, on that offensive line. They, they've gotten – they got Justin Fields some weapons – they, they, they really just need to work on protecting him. Now, their defense wasn't horrible last year. And and, and considering that I really do believe that he's going to be available at this number nine spot, um, it, the, the Bears would be getting great value here drafting him at number nine, especially considering that they traded down to this pick and they're still going to get the biggest need on their board. Um because they traded down, they had the number one pick, remember? So like trading down from one to nine and still getting your biggest need that you need on your team, like, tremendous value. And, and then lastly, at number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles select Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. The, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the position, that, like they went to the Super Bowl this last year, so they already have a great roster, but then they also have a top 10 pick, so they essentially, they just get the pick, they get the pick of the litter to plug any holes that they might need or might have. That's that's why I think that they take Gonzalez here. They just, they need a little bit more depth at this position, and just adding a talented rookie like Gonzalez will give him that depth, and they don't have to worry about having to throw him into the fire immediately because they already have some extremely talented quarterback cornerbacks, not quarterbacks. They have a talented quarterback too, but have extremely talented cornerbacks on that roster. So. There, there's no major holes on the Eagles roster, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go a completely different direction, because uh, they re- they really they don't have anything that they absolutely have to have. But so this is who I have them picking at ten. But I'm really curious, honestly, to see what they do with that tenth pick. Would not be surprised if they trade out of it, trade down a little bit, get some more, get some other picks. I would not be surprised. But right now, I have them picking Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. So. That's going to conclude my top 10 picks for my NFL mock draft. Um, this is the least confident I've felt about my top 10 in a, in a long time. I, I've been doing a mock top 10 for five or six years now just to like send to my friends and stuff. And no year, I, don't, I think, I, no year have I gone less than 50%. But I do not feel very confident about this year. I don't feel confident about hitting that 50% this year. We'll see. My, my best year, I went 8 for 10, and the two I got wrong – the players were still correct, just different teams picked them. So from a player standpoint, I went 10 for 10. I, I can't wait for the draft. Can't wait to see where all these players end up. If any ma- major trades happen leading up to the draft, I plan on doing a segment to update this mock draft, um, talking about who I think the team will pick in that spot. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating on there. Go follow us on Instagram, and be sure to comment on there what you think of these picks. Um, I'm Isaiah Sanders, and this has been This Is True.